0: everybody welcome again to f this movie the official podcast of f movie love for movie lovers my name is patrick bromley and i'm super excited for this week's show it is a reunion of my suicide squad co-host back in 16, 2016 yeah. we did yeah. a show on suicide squad mm-hmm. and now we're back to talk about the suicide squad which means i am joined once again by adam Risky.
1: hey adam hey i liked when um I was doing some show prep, and they asked, like, the producer and James Gunn, like, what is this? Is it a reboot or is it a sequel? And James Gunn just said, it is what it is. And I was like, that's as good of an answer as anything. I guess.
0: It's not yeah. as though a different answer would satisfy me more. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk spoiler free about the suicide squad for a couple of minutes, but, uh, we'll probably get into spoilers pretty quick cause it's a hard movie to talk about without spoiling anything, but it is in theaters and on HBO max as we speak. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it again on HBO max? I did. You're so much more committed than I am. I, I totally intended to all weekend and the weekend completely got away from me.
1: I'll explain why when I, when we start talking about the movie, but there was <laughs> okay. a
0: very specific reason why I watched it again. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, Before we talk about the Suicide Squad, Adam, have you seen anything good lately? Yeah. um, So
1: I've seen some good stuff and some interesting stuff and one that I know I'm just crazy but like I want to talk about because I really like it. (laughs) I'm Um, excited. So the the one that's obviously good that I've never seen before until this week was I finally watched the 1974 taking of Pelham 123. Oh, yeah. And I've been a fan of the remake of it. I've seen... I saw that first. Um, And I think this one's better, but, like, I still like the remake. Um, It didn't, like, ruin the remake for me, but um, this was just... I... I, It's just such a breath of fresh air to watch, like, a 70s movie right now compared to, like, the product that's coming out Hmm. at the moment. And there's just, like, you know, when you got a... A group of villains where it's uh you know wilson from home improvement hector elizondo robert shaw and uh martin balsam i mean it's Mm -hmm. like it's pretty hard to beat and it's just the it was just the right of new york for me like sometimes movies can be like too much new york like i like dog day afternoon a lot but that's like a little bit too new york for me (laughs) so like this was just the right amount of new york so i i I was happy to see that it lived up to all the hype that I'd heard. All totally, over the years. Yeah. yeah.
0: Was Hector Elizondo playing a villain in all those Gary Marshall movies? It would be a w- new way to watch it,
1: right? Yeah, <laughs> I don't quite know. a twist. He's such a solid like yeah, asset great. in all yeah. those movies. Like even when he shows up in like Princess Diaries, it's just like man, this movie's got gravitas. He's the villain of Elizondo's that movie. Yeah, he's like he's my favorite of all <laughs> of my band of misfits <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what he referred to as his stock company yeah a band of misfits mm-hmm. who else was in his band of misfits i uh, don't just everybody that am trying to think of like, yeah who else they, was in the gary marshall
1: stock because those movies would stop cold to have like just friends of his have right. like a line or a <laughs> moment like a, or something or brothers guy. movies yeah yeah he kind of was like the proto fairly yeah. brothers in yeah. that regard yeah. um all right what else um, I finally saw 2002's Slackers with Jason Schwartzman, Devon Sawa, James King, yeah, and Jason Segel. Um, why did I see this? It popped up on every streaming service. So okay. like, I it was on HBO Max starting this month, and then I was like, I know I think i wanted to see this at the time but i didn't and then i was like okay whatever and then i went to amazon prime and it was like right there too and i was just <laughs> like well now's the time so it's uh yeah it's kind of interesting because it's part of you know it was part of like the whole swing of like teen comedies and college comedies like in the wake of you know american pie and everything and this is like at the end of that cycle almost yeah. so it's real strange and gross and mean spirited yeah. and kind of funny sometimes like they're oh, very funny
0: sometimes yeah
1: th- with, like some of the stuff with Jason Schwartzman is like he's so like committed to yes. that character that's yeah. funny and then like every once in a while like Jason siegel will have like a funny one-liner and everything like that but yeah i i enjoyed it while at the same time feeling like i remember i read a this week, I read Roger Ebert's review of it and oh, gave he it hated zero it. stars, yeah. <laughs> and he said that it's a movie that's not raunchy, but it just makes him feel like physically dirty. And I'm just like, yeah, that's true. Inexplicable that Cameron
0: Diaz cameo. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that you remember Gene Gershon too. Maybe. Yeah, 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 she's in it too. Yeah, yeah. So I saw that movie twice in theaters. How? <laughs> <laughs> we saw it when it came out. Erica and I just because it was out, and we went to see whatever was out. Yeah. And I liked it enough, and mm-hmm. then when it was playing the second run theater, I think we went with our friend Doug on a double date. Yeah. Uh, he was taking a, like a new girlfriend to see Slackers for <laughs> fifty. and it, that relationship did not last. No. I don't know. I, I don't mean, blame Slackers, but I don't think Slackers is completely blameless. Probably didn't help. The really. hair doll, I think,
1: is what pushed her over the edge. Not the, um, the Pete and Pete kids' uh, cock sock.
0: Sing along. Oh, is that kid from Pete and Pete? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never watched Pete and Pete. I never
1: did. I just know that he's from there. Oh, all right. uh, Yeah. This is a weird thing to notice, but like when they had that whole sequence where it was like he had the cock sock and it was like singing with him, I was just (laughs) like, that's a weirdly thin sock. Okay. Like, I'm just like, that's like the thinnest dick I've ever seen in a movie. (laughs) Like, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. The Adventures of Pete and Thin Dick. (laughs) He really is a thin dick. Yeah. 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 Yeah um and then i saw uh i rewatched halloween 2018
0: because i con bump g- sort of i mean well not like you liked it more but you rewatched it because of the con it was partly because
1: of the con and then partly because when we saw suicide oh, yeah. the suicide squad the suicide squad please don't confuse people i can't i can't um we're gonna call it suicide squad beyond <laughs> oh yeah yeah we're just gonna call it Suicide Squad into darkness. Suicide
0: Squad Infinity. Yeah, um,
1: that should that would be a fun game. We'll just call it a different subtitle. Okay. Suicide Squad: Dead Men Tell No Tales. <laughs> um, no, the uh, they had a preview for Halloween Kills, and I was I I'm not a fan of Halloween 2018, especially like I saw it in theaters. I thought it was fine, but I knew like oh I'm gonna have to get used to this because I'm I've seen the other one so many times. Right. But then I tried watching it again. I think last October, and it was late October, so I was maybe a little burnt out um, towards the end of Scary Movie month. But I just I couldn't even finish it. I was just like I just don't care. And I tried it again last night, and my my impulse was correct in October. Like I just oh. I don't like that movie. Okay. I just think that it's very corporate. And kind of brand management-y.
0: Interesting.
1: And I don't like the Lori Strode take. Like, I don't like her being like, and she's a badass. Like, I'm so <laughs> tired of that in movies where it's like, it used to be like, we pigeonhole women as like sex objects, but now it's like the course correction is like to all, to go all in on the badass thing okay, and not just treat like people like people. Right. So... I liked in Halloween H2O how she's just like, she's an alcoholic and like, she's, she can get it together, but she's not like been preparing like Sarah Connor for 40 years. Okay. And I don't know. I just think that this one's sort of, uh, it's hard to describe. I, I why I don't like, I think I was trying to figure this out when I was talking to Rob yesterday and it, it's just like almost too respectable. It's like, I want horror to be something again that, is kind of on the margins that, like, is, like, that everybody doesn't love anymore.
0: More like a slackers.
1: More like a slackers. (laughs) But you know what I'm talking about? Like, back in the day... Yeah, absolutely. Back in the day, it wasn't, like, all critics and mainstream audiences loved horror. Right. And it kind of maybe left room for it to be more idiosyncratic. And I feel like this is just the the most mass produced, most kind of almost safe horror in a way, because they, they know exactly like what demographic and like what, what beats to hit and everything like that. And the whole, and I'm almost done, but like the whole, like, side sequel thing i think is bratty and annoying i don't okay. like it it's just like build up if you're gonna make a sequel build upon what's already been there right don't just be like well we only really like the first <laughs> one so we're gonna do a sequel to this the first He's doing one. it again with the exorcist now right
0: Whatever. ignoring all the other Exorcist just, movies. yeah i'm I'm just
1: not a fan of that
0: trend trend trend, trend. <laughs> um i i like obviously like yeah. what blumhouse is doing i respect their existence and giving filmmakers small budgets and yeah um but they do seem to be always shooting for that hundred million dollar mm-hmm. gross yeah and once you do that you are making a certain kind of movie you yeah. know um I haven't revisited Halloween 2018 since I saw it in the theater. So mm-hmm. I plan to rewatch it before Halloween Kills which I'm reasonably excited for just cuz hey I'm there's a new too, slasher in theaters yeah. and that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um But it's
1: just it's just like it's in IMAX. It's like, when, when, when right. is, it's like, that, <laughs> right. it's like something is just kind of odd about that. Sure. It's like Dolby cinema, Michael Myers. It's
0: like, that's but the flip side of was. that, I guess, is like, look how exciting horror is now in IMAX and Dolby. Sure. Yeah. You know, well, it's the only thing that makes money anymore. Right.
1: So. It's gotta be an yeah. event.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's
1: something that COVID killed. Event cinema, yay, yay!
0: Thanks, COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope Judy Greer has more to do in Halloween Kills.
1: I hope so too. Yeah, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I just want to see a Judy Greer movie. I don't even need Michael Myers. It like Judy, Gre- sure. like a Judy Halloween, like with Hubie Halloween. I like it. Yeah, like I
0: just want to <laughs> see that. Just like what her family does for Halloween. Yeah,
1: yeah. If if they made honestly, if they made like Hubie Halloween too and Halloween Kills, and they open the same day, I and like say one was in the Dolby Cinema and one yeah. was in the IMAX, yeah. I might go see Hubie Halloween 2 first. I just think that's where my, my, my head is at right now. All right. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last one is this morning I uh, revisited Free Willy 3, The Rescue, <laughs> and I'm a staunch defender of this movie. I think that it's um it's like the sequel where they knew nobody's really watching anymore okay i like those sequels usually and it's kind of like this entire like film essay against the whaling industry Mm -hmm. and there's like a whaler and his son and it's like that interpersonal like conflict because Mm -hmm. the kid doesn't want his dad to be a whaler but then like he has a roof over his head because his dad is an under sells whale meat to the underground market mm. and stuff. And then here comes Jesse and Randolph from like you know the tried and true heroes of now build above the title because they fucking deserve it. And like Jason James Richter and August Schellenberg. Wow.
0: Yeah. And, wow.
1: wow. Wow. And uh, yeah, they were kind. Of, I mean, they were as indelible to that franchise is like you know downy to iron man like <laughs> they're not going to get above the title and anything else right. But in this you know that's what you need um and it's just kind of like it's got this air of you know we're wrapping things up our time with this our was friends
0: a, this was always meant to be a trilogy yeah <laughs>
1: it's like our time with our friends is almost over and that melancholy is exquisite <laughs> and I just really love this movie. I had it on a VHS tape with spawn and operation condor. And I loved that VHS tape <laughs> so much that I took it with me on vacation to Hawaii once and I just played it on loop over nice. and over and over again. Nice. So, um, I was, I, it wasn't one of those things where I was afraid that it was going to lose its punch for right. me, but I just hadn't seen it in a long time. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a motherfucker and like <laughs> if you if you know somebody who watches it and doesn't like it, you really don't have to ever listen to their opinion about movies sure. ever
0: again. Is this on HBO Max?
1: It is. Okay. Yeah, but only
0: till the end of the month. Oh sh-
1: the whole trilogy and the two babe movies are over at the end of August, oh, wow. so I'm like, I gotta get on that. I've never seen a free willy movie. It's like I I'm standing like with my back against the against the bleachers and it's like I gotta ask the girl to dance, <laughs> you know? like you it's your time but you the free willy movies are um two is is just bubblegum bullshit but mm, like that's although the Dwight little one right it is it's not bad but like as michael madsen said politics um <laughs> but like free willy one is just like a classic like boy and his whale movie it's just great
0: your classic boy and his whale yeah <laughs>
1: and free willy three is you know like, it's for the diehards. It's for right, us. Right, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> What if uh, they decided to make a Free Willy sequel that ignored 2 and 3? Oh, God. David Gordon Green was like, I didn't like Free Willy 2 and 3. Politics. Yeah. I'm just making a sequel to the original Free Willy, and Blumhouse has given me $300 million to do it. Yeah. Would yeah. you go
1: see it? Oh, sure. And Jason James <laughs> Richter is like... Ben, he's got ptsd he's got ptsd and he's yeah. been like you know hooking up firing ranges in his right. backyard right. and everything like that to like getting ready to take out the whalers yeah but it's all like harpoons instead of right. bullets and yeah. stuff like that yeah no it's uh, free willy three the rescue is uh it's actually a perfect movie also like if you're in school And you're kind of, you have that ennui that summer's almost over because it's a turning of the page type film. Okay. Yeah. All right. (laughs) It's the type of movie where like on a, it's perfect on like a weekday when it's raining and then you watch it and then you look out the window and you're just like, how was this summer? And then you reflect (laughs) like it's that kind of movie. Or like if you go to the lake for a walk afterwards and you're just like. This is calming and water is beautiful. Like that's it's that kind of movie. Free Willy 3: The Rescue, baby. Free Willy 3: The Rescue.
0: All right. Yeah. Um I've only got 2 because I've been watching a lot of stuff for other stuff. Yeah. Um we did finally watch all of Signs. We started it back from the beginning. <laughs> nice. We had a movie night down in the basement. So you're but, saying
1: you saw the you saw Signs. Did it open up your eyes? It you did. Saw signs?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um I think that movie is so good. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's a few little things that I wish were different in the last act, but they're real small. They're like camera choices, editing choices. I'm not in love with the final effect of the big alien because it's 2002 and maybe CG wasn't totally there yet. I don't know. Um, it doesn't ruin the movie for me, but uh it's just these little things cuz otherwise I would be like it signs a perfect movie and there's little things that make me say like okay not quite but um I forgot that Tak Fujimoto Fujimoto shot it. Yeah. which explains why there's so much Jonathan Demi in it I think uh and so much Spielberg because of course it's also produced by Frank Marshall and Kathleen Kennedy so mm-hmm. it's like And M. Night Shyamalan was very open about wanting to be the next Spielberg. Like, that's not a a revelation or anything like that. He just said, like, that's his dream. Um, But it is kind of like where Jonathan Demi and Steven Spielberg meet in that movie. And uh, obviously, you know, I wish it was not Mel Gibson, but I can kind of forget that it's Mel Gibson during the movie because I think he's really good in it.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to do that with Conspiracy Theory, because that just got added to HBO Max. I haven't revisited that movie in a I haven't long seen it in a long time either, yeah.
0: but i meaning to. I remember liking it. I did, too. R.I.P. Richard Donner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. On bookshelves. Yeah. Because R.I.P.
0: bookstores. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. B. Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although there's... What, what's the bookstore at the start of... Um... Fear street yeah b dalton is it b dalton okay uh yeah r.i.p maya hawk
1: yeah what yeah you got an asset there and it's like let's get rid of that because we don't need that for this entire six hour saga Uh,
0: let's not get back in on fear street (laughs) it doesn't go well when we no criticize fear street speaking
1: Um, of which just to call back that last uh podcast thank you everybody for getting us over 200 comments yes um although the person who had the 200th comment who will go nameless here you gotta reach out because like you're halfway there yeah we don't we don't know like you know where this saga is gonna end right i'm all ready to watch the good son to write a quiz <laughs> but i'm not gonna do it unless i have to write a quiz yeah <laughs>
0: Has to get 7 out of 10 right?
1: Is it has that right? to get 7 out of 10, yeah. Okay. But I'm going to make them easy. I mean, like, I'm not, like, sure. what would be the point of me making it difficult to not give away the copy of the good Right, song? that's
0: true. Yeah. Uh, but this just proves that if we can get to 200 comments on that podcast, we can get to 200 comments on anything. So why don't we always have 200 comments?
1: This is true. And also, this is just me being a weirdo, but, like, when I was seeing what the comments were... Some of them was that I was like, well, yeah, we were up to 30 comments, but, like, only, like, five of them have been come at honestly. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't feel – it felt, like, impure in a way. Well, but, yeah, sure, I mean, there was
0: some gaming of the system. There
1: was some gaming of the system, yeah. but, I mean, like, you know, it's, like, you know, more money, more problems. more <laughs> comments, less quality. <laughs>
0: So Signs is great. Where does Signs rank in M. Night Shaman's filmography for you?
1: Uh, either two or three. Okay. I think Unbreakable is one. But I don't know. Like It depends on what I'm watching at the time. Because sure. if I watch The Sixth Sense, then it'll be two. But if I watch Signs, uh, then that'll be two. So.
0: Got it. Okay. But Unbreakable stays one. Yeah. And Unbreakable doesn't lose its number one status as a result of Glass. Mm, i haven't gone back to watch it since glass okay so i don't know okay but uh i'm just curious it's like if you now know how the story plays out does it diminish anything in unbreakable for you
1: maybe but i feel like unbreakable is the type of movie that i could just watch on its own and not feel like i need to watch split and glass again yeah that
0: makes sense yeah uh, the other movie that I saw that we don't really have to talk about for very long is The Green Knight, mm-hmm. because it's impossible for me to talk about this movie. It is a lose-lose situation because why is that? Because it's it's exactly the movie that it wants to be. Okay, it's slow and beautiful, and it's about a lot of things. And it's weird and it's all these things that I want so many movies to be. It is the antithesis of so much of what we've been talking about. And the fact that it's like out in theaters playing next to Black Widow Mm -hmm. is kind of a miracle. And we should be grateful for this miracle. At the same time, the movie didn't really connect with me. So it's like, I feel like shit for not appreciating this thing that we've been given.
1: Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, people seem to love it a lot, expect it mm-hmm. to show up on a lot of 10 best lists, possibly in the number one spot. Uh, maybe if I revisit it, it will change for me. Maybe it will connect with me more. There was a lot about it that I liked, but I just felt myself removed from it for most of its running time.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I think I'll probably end up watching it like when it's available for home release at some point. But sure. I just... Um yeah, Dev Patel, David Lowry just have not done much for me in the past, so it's sure. not some it, it, those become impediments to me wanting to watch it.
0: And it is it's David Lowry going full David Lowry. Yeah. So Which is for a lot of people, but yeah,
1: for me it's like what if there was a kid in King Arthur's court? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that would look like. He would probably teach them about cheeseburgers.
0: I've never seen it. Is that what he does? Roller skates and okay. bubble gum.
1: It's kind of interesting, maybe to watch is now it because Ian yeah, okay. who's yeah, not my fave, but um, <laughs> he, uh, but the supporting cast is like Kate Winslet, Daniel Craig. It's like really sure. crazy. Yeah, like yeah, before they were stars type of thing. Wow. So, yeah. Wow.
0: Wow. Um, so that's probably it about the Green Knight. I don't know what else to say about it really. Yeah. I appreciated it without mm. loving it.
1: Nothing better than appreciating but not loving something. Yeah. yeah. I
0: wish I could say more. Mm-hmm. Like I wish that it did more for me, but
1: you should watch Free Willy Three to get your compass back.
0: I I mean I must. Yeah. I must. Mm-hmm. Uh so let's talk about the Suicide Squad, spoiler free. Yeah. Uh, we were not fans of Suicide Squad in twenty sixteen.
1: No. And I rewatched that this week. Wow. And um The whole thing? Yeah. Wow. I ended up powering through and watching the whole thing. It's so impressive. And for like the first thirty minutes I was like, I don't think this is good, but I don't hate it as much as mm-hmm. I thought. And then I watched the rest of it and I'm like, yeah, no, I was right. Like this yeah, is not real bad. good at all. Yeah. Like it's but it's got things in it that work. Like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Right. And, um, you know, maybe Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flagg. Sure. So, like, there's elements of it that are, you know, James Gunn wisely picked up on and right. was like, yeah, these are the ones that I right. want to bring into my movie. Right.
0: You know. um, release the air cut. That's all I'll say.
1: Yeah. I mean, we. I'm not going to go to sleep until they release the air cut. <laughs> I don't mean to be dramatic, but.
0: No winks for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's on your that's on your heads, Hollywood. Yeah. This guy's exhaustion, mm-hmm. his delirium is on your heads until you release the air cut. Yeah. I mean, I just want to see art again. Right. You know. Um, so what do you think of The Suicide Squad? Um,
1: I was sort of mixed to positive on it when we saw it in IMAX. But I rem- I I knew when I was watching it that I Wasn't watching it in the setting that I wanted to be watching it, if that makes sense. IMAX with me? Well, with you is great, but I can't do the IMAX seats anymore. Oh, interesting. And I was just like, this is like, and I can easily sit, like, my body will fit in one IMAX seat. But I need to stretch out more, so like I lifted up like the armrest behind me, and I was kind of stretching out. Okay, I was kind of leaning in and like <laughs> leaning back and stuff. And I was just like really restless. Okay, and I wish I had breaks. I think it's partly the pandemic and partly just I'm spoiled on reclining seats now, sure. and just like this is the most uncomfortable chairs, <laughs> like you know other than the music box maybe that i sit in to watch a movie i
0: weirdly like the imax seats because they're the old seats i know what you mean the old seats
1: uh as hollywood would call them they're the legacy right exactly legacy seating (laughs)
0: um
1: so i was i was kind of distracted watching it and then also sometimes when i'm watching a movie in imax not all the time but like i can't follow the whole thing like i'm sort of just kind of overwhelmed by the experience of it that like i'm not on a beat-to-beat level with the movie sure so when i watched it at home i went from kind of mixed positive to like no i really like this and i think this is probably my favorite
0: blockbuster of the summer so far okay okay that's almost not what i was expecting i think i was expecting you to not like it okay i don't know why i think i was just reading your body language but it turns out you were just restless yeah I liked that it was in full IMAX. I thought that was neat Mm -hmm. uh, that it was formatted for the entire screen. If you haven't seen it in IMAX and you plan to, you should because it is a pretty cool experience. I will say that I don't like seeing stuff in IMAX because first we get 20 minutes of trailers – and trailers are exhausting now. Yeah. And then we get like five different bumpers, bumpers for yeah. IMAX to remind you that you're seeing a movie in IMAX. It's like, motherfucker, you <laughs> have my ticket already. I don't understand. Put this next door and tell me to go see a movie in IMAX.
1: There was two things also that added to that experience where now they have that IMAX countdown. Yes. But then they had like this little pop-up oh, thing yeah, where it right. was just like do this but it didn't even like tell you what to do it was just like who's you in get, your like, squad
0: suicide squad app or something yeah, it was like who's in us? your squad and it's just like this
1: isn't the time for that right, right now right. and then um also is hilarious because they're going for like the buried alive aesthetic apparently in the imax theater because when you and i walked into ours it was oh my god dark We had to like feel for the seats like we're Stephen Lang and don't breathe too. And you were like, Adam, Adam. And I'm just like, I'm right here, Shawnee. Um, So where are you? I spilled the popcorn. I'm going to go get a refill. Oh, I just spilled the soda.
0: Oh, slang. The
1: nachos are fine. (laughs) They're in an enclosed box. <laughs> so yeah, so that was really odd. And um, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. it's this thing now where, like, by the time the movie starts, I don't want to see a movie anymore. Like the trailers, I, yeah, yeah, and the bumpers, the feeling. the yeah. the, ex- the experience of thirty minutes of pre-show. And I used to love trailers. Yeah. Like, I would be upset if I if we were running late and we were going to miss trailers because. I don't really watch them at home anymore. So, like, that was my first chance to see the Halloween Kills trailer. Yeah. That was my first chance to see. Bond? I think that Bond trailer. I had seen a different Bond trailer. Dune? That was my first chance to see the Dune trailer. Jackass? I had seen Jackass before, old, I think. Okay. Gotcha. Anyway, so it's like I'm getting to see some of these trailers for the first time. That's exciting. (laughs) Shang Chi. <laughs> I've seen Shang Chi <laughs> before every movie I've seen lately, and I'm over it. Um, the, by the time the movie starts, I'm like, I don't even feel like watching a movie anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an upsetting phenomenon. Wow, this is uh, privilege speaking, to everyone.
1: Yeah. So, but uh, I kudos to you for not watching trailers at home because I'm I'm on those like the second that they're dropped. Every once so, in a
0: while, I am like when yeah. the new spider-man trailer comes out i'll probably watch that yeah but uh, just to see what it looks like to see like the design of the bad guy or to see what the story is but Mm -hmm. like with halloween kills i'm just like well i know i'm gonna see that movie so i probably don't need to watch the trailer and same with dune and whatever like yeah uh i want to see that um that maggie q movie that apparently has been
1: sitting on the shelf for 14 years that's
0: another one that i see before every movie (laughs) i'm just like
1: this makes so much sense in two thousand eight,
0: right after Mission Impossible three. When in would like that late, have been?
1: Two, that was oh six, but then okay. I was thinking like the fourth Die Hard movie.
0: Oh, okay. She sure. was
1: cool. She was cool in that. I, I liked her that. in that. I mean, yeah. I've
0: liked her in stuff I've seen her in. No, it's not disparaging her. It's just right. like. And I weirdly so kind of want to see that movie. I do. Just if it was because an HBO Max Keaton. movie, I'd be all over it. But I don't know if I'm going to the theater for it.
1: I, I want to see it just mainly because it looks like a fun Michael Keaton movie. Yeah. And then it says, like, directed by Martin Campbell. And for some reason, the first thought in my head was, I'm just like, well, this will definitely be like 109 minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, wow. there's
1: some directors yeah. where I'm just like... You could just tell, like, who's directing, and I'm just like, well, that's going to be 114
0: minutes. <laughs> Interesting. That was not the reaction that I had. I mean, they're selling them on Casino Royale, but it's like, yeah. some of us remember Beyond Borders.
1: Some of us remember The Foreigner.
0: Oh, I didn't see The Foreigner. I saw that on vacation. Wow. 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 Yeah. <laughs> wow. What is it, Spawn? Mark, who directed that it was like mark az DeZippy or something no, like that gosh, it's like no
1: yeah i can't remember but it's some guy i think it's some guy who only did one movie
0: he only did spawn
1: i think From the visionary director of spawn remind me before we wrap i'll look it up okay but, um
0: yeah did we talk last week about how db sweeney was at the con and how you almost got a spawn autograph
1: yeah that well that would have been like the the reckless purchase
0: um the, $100 the $100 spawn $100 one hundred dollar spoon. The one hundred dollar spoon spoon. What's going
1: on with me talking to it? <laughs> it's
0: a little earlier than normal. That yeah. could be it. Um, Mark A Z Dippe. Yeah. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. This guy's got movies covered from A to Z. He's a visual effects guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no wonder why. <laughs> He's directed a lot of shorts. Okay. Spawn is his big feature, except for, wait for it, Marmaduke. And something called The Boxcar Children, which is a kid's movie, an okay. animated kid's movie that looks like something you your parents accidentally rented at Redbox. Gotcha. Uh, but he did do Marmaduke, which explains maybe why D.B. Sweeney is all over Marmaduke. Oh, he was in Marmaduke I also. have no idea, oh, to be okay. honest. I'm just yeah. saying things right now. Yeah. They're not necessarily true.
1: Yeah. I it, I would love to have...
0: Owen yeah. Wilson is in Marmaduke. That's he? not surprising. It's
1: probably off that, like that Marley wow. and Me Heat. They're just like, who do we get for Marmaduke? He's probably an underdog too.
0: Wait, this isn't even the live action Marmaduke. This is... What? Like an animated Marmaduke? I'm so confused. This isn't... This is Marmaduke from 2021... Pete Davidson voices Marmaduke. What? He'll come up again in a few minutes. Uh, He co-directed it with Matt Philip Whalen. Who's that? I don't know. (laughs) It was released in 2021 in Iceland. I don't even think it's come out in the United States. We are down a dip a rabbit hole right now.
1: I would see it, but um, film comment said
0: that it was (laughs) Marmaduke. Oh film comments. Yeah, yeah. I I honestly can't tell if it's animated or not. Um, okay. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I mean
1: if anybody out in Iceland who's listening has seen the uh Mark A Z Dippe um Marmaduke, let us know how it's Yeah, it is. please. Yeah.
0: Where's our Icelandic uh contingent? Mm -hmm. Representing Release the dip A cut Pete Davidson Does the voice So Marmaduke Is like the king Of Staten Island (laughs) Yeah Yeah Um, I I think I'm With you On Suicide Squad In that I was kind of Mixed to positive Um, I liked it overall I'm I'm not quite To loving it Although Mm -hmm. every once In a while I'll think of something From the movie And I'm like Oh that's pretty great Yeah That they did that Yeah um, But then there's a bunch of stuff that I'm, like, less crazy about. I'm wrestling with a lot of stuff with it, which is kind of weird. Okay. I didn't anticipate that because these movies tend to be kind of...
1: Are those spoiler wrestles?
0: Yeah, I think okay. so. All right. Um, we can
1: start there maybe with the spoilers. Though.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I just, from kind of a big-budget superhero movie perspective, it... it they kind of give up the ghost on the first viewing, which makes them, like, I don't go back and revisit them that often, mm-hmm. so it's rare for me to be wrestling with ideas that are present in one of these movies or something, you know? Sure, yeah. Um, anyway, we can get into spoilers. Uh, spoilers for The Suicide Squad, but we both liked it. Yes. Um, so one of my favorite moments in the movie is when Idris Elba playing i should have had these up on blood, blood sport.
1: sport yeah he's not dead shot because <laughs> they wanted to leave that character open in case will smith wanted to come back because he was How supposed to exist in, in the same movie yeah i don't know but they're he...
0: literally the same character like down to the daughter and everything
1: yeah uh, apparently will smith was supposed to be in this in previous incarnations <clears throat> Um, when it was going to be like Gavin O'Connor directing it or Mel Gibson at one point was supposed really? to direct this. Um, but then Signs, it got... Signs, de- Mel Gibson? Yeah. But then it got delayed. Can you imagine how violent it would have been if oh, it was geez. Mel Gibson? Yikes. But like in a not fun way. Right. Um, you yeah, know, freaking King Shark would have been like whipped <laughs> with chains and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, um... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he was supposed to be in it, but then, like, he dropped out for scheduling conflicts, and then they purposely created, not created a new character, but there must be, like, in the Suicide Squad lore, like, three characters who have the same abilities as Deadshot Bloodsport, and um, right. what's John Cena's character's name? Peacemaker? Peacemaker, because that's, like, the joke in the movie. It's, like, Peacemaker and... Bloodsport are like the same guy
0: almost. Right. They have the right. same abilities right. and stuff, They're so. given the same origin story, which is yeah. a funny joke. Yeah. Um, so there's a whole sequence where Bloodsport and Peacemaker are sort of in competition with one another. They're raiding the, the this compound yeah. of these commandos mm-hmm. and killing them off. And there's some really funny gags. The one that you and I laughed the hardest at was John Cena very sort of gently just chopping a guy up with an axe. Yeah, he's like on a stretcher That's inc- right. and he's incapacitated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then moments later we find out that those were actually the good guys. Yeah, And so I'm just wrestling with this idea that like, oh, we were laughing at the brutal death. Because we thought they were bad guys, but now we find out they were good guys and it's still supposed to be funny, like an yeah. oops. Mm-hmm. And I'm struggling with that a little. And part of that is, I think, what makes the movie unique, that it does exist as both being really violent and really mean-spirited, but it also is sort of very heartfelt by the end. And I think it earns that emotion by the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that it manages to do both and i think that's kind of impressive um i'm just grappling with it a little bit i could see what you're saying
1: because you know especially on the second viewing i was thinking how much this was just guardians of the galaxy with supers violence right and i think that even though this is you know the suicide squad and they're villains and they're not heroes and everything like that we have never seen in any of these movies them do things that were are super bad so right, right, we have right, no right, right. we have no choice but to identify with them as heroic protagonists right so it's kind of i think that's how they can kind of get away with a lot of that but um yeah I don't know. It's it, yeah I mean, like I kept thinking the whole time like this is like a better version of the expendables, and that's one thing that I kind of liked about this movie too. well, that was uh, the expendables, it's like single mission
0: right, and yeah. that, and it came to mind the expendables came to mind because their mission is so similar where it's just like overthrow this regime yeah, in instead of South Asmanistan, American country right part, exactly part Maltese, yeah. um and part of me was like. That's so part of me was like, That's great. That's so like ground level. That's not make your way to this building where Enchantress is dancing around (laughs) and lights are going from the sky and you know, it's like, this is so ground level, I like that. Mm -hmm. But then part of me was like, This is so Mm -hmm. ground level, it's like kinda lame. Mm -hmm. And the movie answers that. The movie has a solution. We're in spoilers, so I guess it's fine, but like once that mission is done, there's a giant starfish to contend with. So yeah. it does both. It's got like the ground level mission, but then it also has the big comic book shit.
1: Yeah. And I like that the starfish. what was it called?
0: Starro the conqueror is, um, <laughs> is that from the comic book?
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm not the guy to ask. That, I feel like yeah. Starro is from the comic I book. I think it was. Cause that was a, that was like James Gunn's choice of who the big bad was going to be at the
0: end, which is amazing.
1: Yeah and it's sort of i i liked it especially as a visual i thought it was neat and then um just kind of the way that they treated it where it was you could have you kind of have your cake and eat it too because it's the stave puff marshmallow man exactly but then also it's got like the mini starfish that's shooting out of it right. so it kind of has like that the mist cloverfield quality right. to it where it's That's the scariest thing to me, like, with The um, Mist or Cloverfield, um, is, like, this giant monster can shoot out millions of mini-monsters, too, that are just as lethal and
0: everything. Well, it's Slither, also, because you have all the zombified people in Slither, so as he has all these, like, people with the... You know, anyway. Um, Starro is from the comic book. Okay. So it was cracking me up watching, because, yeah, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is a perfect frame of reference. Like, it's the goofiest... Big bad that he could have come up with just a giant starfish with a big eye yeah and it was just making me laugh the whole time the audacity of going with his big bad as a giant starfish i thought was really funny
1: yeah i liked it too and it's also um kind of makes up for the fact that the trio of bad guys leading up to it are not really all that interesting right because you got peter capaldi um, who's kind of mad scientist, bad guy. Yeah. You got boring general, bad guy. And you got suave, um, not Olivier, Olivier Martinez, but kind of Olivier <laughs> Martinez, yeah, right, bad guy. Right. So.
0: And I was very happy. That whole sequence, I was like, this is not working. The Margot Robbie, not Olivier Martinez sequence. Yeah. I was like, this is not working. And I don't really like the direction that James Gunn is taking mm-hmm. Harley Quinn. And then she shoots him and i was like oh this is infinitely more interesting than i thought it was going to be
1: and i like that like it kind of reminds you too of just how twisted she is like in her mindset because there's a line that she has that i think is my favorite part of that sequence where she's like she's watching this guy like dead and bleeding out on the ground and she's just like she's like this is better all of your bad thoughts are Mm -hmm, bleeding away mm -hmm. and it's just like yeah, it's, like, the crazy person, like, playing with their prey and stuff like right. that. Which I... Because there's some times where... I think between... And I like Birds of Prey and I like The Suicide Squad. But, like, I think between those two movies, maybe at times they've kind of um, sanitized Harley Quinn's character so much that she's not... She's more lucid than... Okay. Than um, she probably should be. Mm-hmm. Because... And... You know, I love Margot Robbie's performance as, as well, but like it was just nice to see something where it's just like, no, there's still that right. darkness there. She's right. not like, you know, cackling Freddy or anything. <laughs> I'm
0: trying to think of a Freddy line for yeah. Margot Robbie to do and not coming up with anything, so forget it. Um, Sorry, Mr. J. <laughs> Daddy's little monster. Um, so there's a great moment near the end too that sort of visualizes what you're talking about when she's murdering all those people with the javelin but all we see are like the colors spraying out everywhere Mm -hmm. again it's this great look into harley quinn's worldview and how she sees everything yeah without like having to explain that that's what we're doing i thought that was really cool
1: yeah no it's a really good and it's a good action sequence too it's like one of the it's up there with um you know, that Birds of Prey sequence that's real stunt heavy where they're in the police uh, the department. Oh, yeah. And, everything. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it just makes me want like more Margot Robbie action movies. Yeah. Like, I think she, she really acquits herself well. And but knows.
0: not this Atomic Blonde bullshit. No. Stop remaking Atomic Blonde, She's everybody. She's
1: too warm of a screen presence yeah. for it. Like, I don't need to see her as, like, cold calculating ice queen But that's It's yeah.
0: gunpowder milkshake yeah. and jolt, and it's uh, we have one peppermint. We have one template for yeah. the female action movie, yeah. and I want it to stop.
1: Right. Yeah, no, she's like Gina Davis type action hero. Where yes. it's like you could put her in the long kiss Goodnight, night, and it would be awesome.
0: You could put her in Angie, and she would do great.
1: You could put her in. Speechless. Hero and <laughs> hero. Speechless, and speechless. I weirdly like Speechless. Have you ever seen it? I I recorded it off of MGM HD once, but I never okay took the dive. Yeah,
0: her and Keaton have good chemistry. Yeah, yeah. um, yeah, I saw um. Outlaw Verne tweeted something, and I don't know if this is confirmed or not. But he said, "Hey, what, you know, I don't love the David Ayer movie, but was is he responsible for casting Margot Robbie? Mm-hmm. I think so. Then he deserves all the credit in the world. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, sure, that's for all that movie's faults. Mm-hmm. Uh, he cast Harley Quinn, and now she's in three movies, and is the arguably the best part of all three movies." Yeah, and I as I was watching her too, I was I was almost
1: rallying around her performance even more, which is hardly possible because she's just the best. Yeah, but I'm just like this is such a movie star performance, and like she's made it so that you couldn't ever do Harley Quinn again. I right. think right, without right, her in that right, part. Right.
0: And although we said that about the Joker, and look how many people have done the Joker now, and won Oscars yeah. for it.
1: All right. Well, maybe my (laughs) example. Well, they shouldn't do it. I agree with you 100 percent. They shouldn't shouldn't do do it. it it. But it's just, you know, I've been (laughs) reading a lot of like essays lately about how, you know, Hollywood is deliberately like killing the star system because they want everything to be an IP. So we don't have to care about who's right. playing the penguin. We just need anybody to wave his arms at the at the baseline of a basketball <laughs> game. Like it doesn't have to be Danny DeVito doing that. No, it doesn't. And then they said in its place is like <clears throat> these YouTube, TikTok influencers who are just like, you know what? Fuck the star system. We're the stars. So it's now just like, we're the stars and we're just interacting with like amusement park rides basically the equivalent of because it's, it's like these inanimate objects because it's like Iron Man isn't a person anymore. Right, it's just the right, status or right. the symbol and things like that. So, um, this is a depressing article you were reading, it is, but I, I, but that just makes me that much more, I guess, protective of an actor like Margot Robbie, because I'm just like, she's just at the beginning stages of her career. Yeah. And I'm like, and she deserves to have like a full interesting, career yeah and i hope that happens yeah me too
0: yeah um who were other standouts for you
1: you know what's funny about this is like there were quite a few Mm -hmm. like i i thought that the i don't know if about like each person had like a moment to shine but i think like the movie kind of tries to give each person a moment to shine i would agree
0: with that and again that seems like some leftover guardians of the galaxy like he knows how to do an ensemble yeah um and give everybody enough room to build a character and to have a, a at least one sequence to kind of shine
1: yeah and i think some of it works better than others like the ones that worked the most for me that there's probably four five i don't know there's like five that worked and that i can think of and like two that didn't as much okay so the five that i say would work are like i thought cena was good he was really funny
0: cena's really funny yeah and like who could have guessed that when the marine came out and i like the marine
1: yeah, I don't know. I mean like it's almost like he's got this impossible physique and face like an eraser where it's just like you need it's just almost inherently funny. So it's like once you once you realize he's in on the joke and kinda of gets it and doesn't have to be right. Mr. Macho all the time right. or like try to be the Vin Diesel part, you know? Right. It's like such a relief almost.
0: Well he felt so miscast in F nine.
1: Yeah. But it's nice to see like I think he's better at playing kind of a darker character here than he is in Fast Nine. Also, I mean, I mean, a lot of it's the writing, but when he kind of makes a turn late in the movie, yeah. I'm just like, that's really interesting. Yeah. Like, it feels yeah. very natural, like how it got there, and like there's certain character dynamics at play that make this scenario that much more engaging. It's not right. just, like, a heel turn for a, the sake
0: of a heel turn. No, he has an ide- ideology to which he is committed. Yeah. And he's had it the whole time. Yeah. It's not, like, a sudden change of heart. It's, like, mm-hmm. or a betrayal, necessarily. It's, like, no, this is who this guy always was.
1: Yeah. It's, like, when, say, and to use, like, I'll be vague with the example, but it's, Lower like, in spoiler. Re- no, but I'm just saying, like, in real life, it's, oh, like, oh, oh. if you're friends with somebody for years... But then they say something and you're just like, I didn't know you thought that. Right, and right, it's right, just right, like, right. oh, OK. So and it's, it's like,
0: like, Mr. Detective, I've given you all the clues, <laughs> which is the second snowman reference in two weeks.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll keep coming on if you keep making them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I liked him a lot. I thought that um, uh, Idris Elba was great in the movie. I, um Yeah. I'm not always a fan of his it just in film. Like I've, I've seen him be really good in television and um, sometimes he's kind of hit or miss for me in movies where like, I don't see what everybody else sees. Okay. But um, in this one, I like that it's almost just because it's like so easy to compare him to Will Smith in suicide squad. Right. Whereas suicide squad, like with Will Smith, he's still like, he's like the two old guy at the club still trying to be cool. And Idris Elba is like, no, I'm going to be a goofball, and that makes him cool, right? Like, there's okay. not any could see that. There's like not any posturing there. Yeah, but he do- he doesn't. But he knows that he's not like the quote unquote comic relief of this movie. But like, he still has room to mm-hmm. do things like. Like, why do I want to shake hands with a rat? <laughs> it's like, why does it want to give me a leaf? <laughs> and it's stuff like that that's, like, really subtle and funny. And right. um, you're laughing at the stuff just almost as much because you like the character as the line is funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's a, I think it's maybe his best m- movie turn. yeah. In terms of like, oh, we kind of get to see all the different things this guy can do. And it's – I like that you bring up the comparison to Will Smith because Will Smith in Suicide Squad, it felt like this calculated decision like, oh, I need to get in on one of these superhero movies because this is what people are doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, part of it is just the tone of that movie. There isn't room for Will Smith to do anything but posture because that's all anybody's doing in the – in the final cut of that movie, hashtag release the air cut – um, yeah. Whereas you know, again, I I wanted to call him, uh, I wanted to call him Stringer Bell, but Idris Elba is much more in the overall tone of this sort of James Gunn movie, mm-hmm. which you know I should point out, like I, we can have the trauma conversation because I'm so tired of people telling me like you'll love it, it's like a big budget trauma movie, like well, what does that mean to you? Yeah, super violent, like. Yeah, I
1: don't know. I mean, like, I I think it's maybe the super violence and then kind of, like,
0: gross out, played for laughs type of thing. I guess. I don't know. But uh, a lot of the humor is definitely sort of juvenile in this movie. Yeah. And I could see that rubbing people the wrong way.
1: Yeah, it rubbed you know? me the right way because I <laughs> like juvenile humor. But I know what you mean. Yeah. I, uh, I also liked... Um, I thought the I forgot what her name was. I'm gonna look it up because I wrote it down. Um, the kind of newcomer actress, Daniela Melchior, who played Ratcatcher two. Yeah, I think she's kind of the heart of the movie, hundred percent. And um, her character is is so likable that like it makes me ignore that the visual of being constantly surrounded by rats and dirty all the time, like doesn't bother me at all. Because like every time she says something, it's like in this little cutesy voice and everything. (laughs) And like, um, she kind of has, it's not so, I think it was more like her line deliveries than her look, but she was reminding me a lot of like Gillian Jacobs. in That movie. Okay. And I found like, that was kind of my inroads to it. I'm just like, Oh no, this is like a really, Kind of subtly fun, funny performance and everything like that. And I, I think like the, the way that kind of she works off of Idris Elba is really good. And it kind of gives the movie, you know, reasons to care, especially like in the third act of the, of the film.
0: Yeah. Again, I think the movie really does earn that sort of heartfelt, like makeshift family dynamic, Mm um, I really liked the the quote, and I don't remember the exact quote, but when she flashes back to being with her dad, yep, who's played by Taika Waititi, um, and he talks about rats being forgotten. Yeah, he that, said that, that they become he, a metaphor for the Suicide Squad themselves.
1: Yeah, even if if rats have purpose, then we, everybody has a purpose. Right, yeah. right, right,
0: right. Um, yeah, I really liked that. I thought all that stuff really landed, and again, I think that's. Coming from Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, Mm -hmm. it's that same idea of these, this sort of band of misfits who don't belong together, finding a way to turn them into a family. Yeah um and he does the same thing here again we should even point out that like it's amazing that this movie exists it only exists because he got fired from Guardians of the Galaxy it's for some stupid shit <laughs> yeah so he went over to DC and gets to make the Suicide Squad now he's back on Guardians of the Galaxy volume 3 mm-hmm. so this is just like a fun bonus that we get yeah and it's certainly like a again if you look at Slither and you look at Super in terms of his filmography, not just at Guardians of the Galaxy, but like Guardians of the Galaxy shows us he could do family dynamics, he could do big budget comic book stuff, but the tone and the humor is much more slither and super. So that sort of makes this mm-hmm. the, the platonic ideal of a big budget James Gunn movie. I don't necessarily yeah. agree with the notion that like it's a it's a big budget trauma movie, but I do, I didn't get that feeling. Yeah, yeah, I did. I I didn't either. As somebody who's seen a lot of trauma movies, um, but it's definitely it the the maybe the most James Gunn movie on a big budget.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think so. And he had said, I I can't remember the exact quotes, but basically he had like a lot of freedom on this movie, where DC kind of knew that they got away with one like by picking him up right and they were just like yeah you can you know do whatever you want with like you can incorporate any character you want you can kill off any character you want oh that's the the only thing he said i think i remember was they're like you could have any character you want from the first movie to carry over or whoever you want new but we would really love it if you could incorporate harley quinn and that was basically it. And it's just like, well, of course, I y- you're you stupid would. not to, right? Yeah. So, um, no, it definitely feels like a director kind of at play, yeah. like, and that's something that's very rare in these times. Like, and one thing, you know, I'll give DC credit for, and I don't think they ever intended this to be the case. I think it's just they botched their version of the Avengers so badly that they had no other choice. But they've sort of loosened the reins on the brand management aspects of things, and it allows movies to be standalone movies. Whether they're successful is debatable, but I think this one is, is pretty successful, so...
0: Yeah, I I agree. In terms of a movie, I know it's not as successful as they wanted it to be financially. That's already the narrative that's coming out. Like, it didn't make enough money.
1: Yeah, it did really kind of poorly compared to... But honestly, it's like, what did you expect? You have it for free on HBO Max at the same time. Like, you can't expect a movie to open to like a hundred million dollars when you are offering it for a 1499 subscription. And aside
0: from Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. There's not necessarily big movie stars like a Will Smith. Yeah. Um, there wasn't, you know, I know suicide squad made a boatload of money, but this is not that in terms of the way it's being marketed. And in terms of, you know, that movie did have a great trailer. I'll give it that. Yeah. Well, also, um,
1: shoot. I don't know how that happened. I, like, <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, no. I, mean, I guess maybe it's just all the Jared Leto fans are
0: sore. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> um, all right, I think you still have oh, one I more performance. Oh, say. yeah, go ahead.
1: I, I remember what I was going to say. Fuck, <laughs> now um. I forgot it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is old age, everybody. That is perfect. Yeah, this
1: is the brain parasite. So, like, <laughs> um, Yeah, other performances, I like. I, I've slowly started to like Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flag. Um I think in this one especially he's a lot looser and yeah. he doesn't have to be okay, like one thing I was amazed when I was rewatching Suicide Squad are how many scenes are just Will Smith getting in people's faces and being like no, we're actors, let's have a conversation like between uh, two actors because there's a lot of like you know, I'm going to say my cool guy line <clears throat> and then look off to the side thing and not really people connecting with one another. Okay. So I kind of give Will Smith sort of credit for that because it's interesting when two people are talking to each other and not at each other. Uh, but Joel Kinneman was kind of more like he did that a lot in the first movie. And I think in this one, he feels like part of the gang in a way that's not forced.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like he's kind of resigned himself to being part of the Suicide Squad instead yeah. of like the Macho government liaison in charge, in charge yeah. of the Suicide Squad.
1: Yeah, I I think and when as you mentioned, like the government liaison thing. I don't know how well Viola Davis's Amanda Waller really fits into this tone of movie anymore because she's such like a scold, right? That. Although I will say the payoff of the scold is kind of great, yeah, towards the end. Yeah. So I did, I did appreciate that. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah. I liked Joel Kinnaman. He's a little less like intense here than yeah. he tends to be. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes he pitches his. I'm thinking of like Run All Night, which we watched, yeah, or I watched for a podcast a couple months ago, and how like overly intense he is in that movie, yeah. and he's much more laid back here.
1: I also kind of like that his voice is just like (laughs) like every line he says is just like
0: how did you feel about him being killed off
1: i was surprised yeah um and i thought that it was it reminded me of um of kind of like the randy death in scream 2 where i'm just like i didn't expect to be emotional about this but like in the moment i'm sad that this is happening yeah and if he's killed off then like it's not like well now anyone can die. It's like not that, but like, <laughs> but if he if they kill him off, and I'm feeling this way, then like maybe I'm more connected to these characters than I thought that I was. Okay, and I don't. And there's certain people I knew in the in the list of remaining players. I was just like, well, I care more about Harley Quinn than this guy, and I care right, more about right. Bloodsport than this guy, and I care more about Ratcatcher than this guy. So there was like. Yeah, just the stakes seemed higher to me at that point, so I was more interested.
0: Okay. His death was probably the only one that surprised me. I knew going in – we'll talk about that opening sequence, but I, I knew that was coming going into the movie.
1: I didn't know that.
0: I didn't like. I didn't read it or anything, but just based on the marketing, I was like, I know exactly what they're going to do. Yeah, it's going to be Deadpool two all over again.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of lost its punch (laughs) a little bit because that was done already in Deadpool two, I guess.
0: And in something else, well, McGruber kind of does that same bit. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, Flag's death was the only one that like kind of surprised me because Mm I, I guess we're building up to Polkadot Man. What were your feelings about? there was nothing wrong with he's a fan favorite okay (laughs) there's nothing wrong with david DeSmelchon's
1: performance sure like i think he's he's having fun and it's you know it's a good performance i just think that the joke with his mother gets less and less funny as they do it and i think because it's
0: the same joke every time the
1: first time they do it it's really funny yeah because it's not like the visual it's just he they kill all the the um peace officers. I, guess. I can't remember. What, what's the right word for it? The vigil, Not vigilantes. Like the, the rebels? The rebels. Thank okay. you. The rebels. Which, by the way, Alice Braga is the most typecast woman ever. <laughs> yeah,
0: she kind of is.
1: <laughs> um, the Yeah, so the when he kills the rebels and then they're just like... It, he's like, it's easy. I just imagine that they're my mom. Right. And it's really funny right. because it's dark. Very dark. But then, like... They keep doing the visual where he pictures, you know, the women at the club or like the suicide squad or the kaiju. The starfish is you kind of have to wait and do it
0: for the starfish and make that the reveal. Yeah. And then it's a really funny joke. But they'd already done the joke where he's picturing his mom everywhere. And so it, it. I agree. It doesn't totally work.
1: Yeah, so that was sort of like a big gag that I thought kind of fell flat. And then speaking of like big gag that kind of falls flat is I just think King Shark is kind of lame. I think it's not as funny as most people think it is.
0: I agree with that, although the first time he eats somebody...
1: That was in the trailer, so like, oh, I, okay. yeah, so like I, that I knew going in. I laughed pretty hard. Yeah. Just
0: him picking somebody up and eating them mm-hmm. I, was very funny to me. That that's his power. Yeah, <laughs> like
1: every time he did something, I just <clears throat> would rather be watching Stallone delivering that line of the <laughs>
0: food. <laughs> It is funny how there's, like, one-to-ones for everybody in Guardians of the Galaxy, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Like... Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, he's, so we Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I didn't even know Stallone was in the movie or that he voiced King Shark. When I saw his name in the opening credits, I was like, holy shit, who does Stallone play in this yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. And then I figured it out pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. No, um, that's another thing, too. Like, whereas most of these, you know, like, a lot of these people in the movie are just, like, killers they're not really superheroes right um with king shark i was kind of like i don't know he dies too many times but he doesn't even die at the end of the movie so it's like right but like when you know he gets shot a bunch of times or falls like off of something and then it looks like he's dead and it's just like oh okay like there's stakes like it matters like when these people get injured it's refresh, it's refreshing what is happening (laughs) to me uh refreshing In a comic book movie that, like, people can so easily be killed. Yeah. But then, like, he keeps coming back. So I I was a little let down
0: by that. Well, again, the notion of this being the Suicide Squad and that these characters, excuse me, aren't going to make it. It's like he, James Gunn kind of takes care of all that with that opening sequence. And he's like, see, I'm going to kill these guys off. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the movie plays out almost exactly how you expect in terms of like, and now I have this group of people and they're all going to survive. Yeah. The exception of Flag and Polka Dot Man. And Polka Dot Man's death, A, is so easily telegraphed if you've ever seen a movie. Because of the shot. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and the timing of it and everything. And B, is played kind of as a joke. And it's like, well, we're supposed to like this guy. Yeah, and it's very, like, just dismissed. It's almost... Yeah. it's,
1: It's kind of funny in regard to if you counterpoint it with like the Milton death and how upset he got about like Milton dying. Which
0: that I thought was legitimately mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. But then again immediately it just comes down to like nobody even knows who Milton is and it, yeah. it, it's it's always and, and again maybe that's what people are liking about the movie that it is kind of mean spirited and edgy. Mm-hmm. That stuff doesn't work as well for me. Like yeah.
1: uh, I almost like mean spirit and energy humor if you just go like so beyond the pale like it can be kind of like you go over the oh sure 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 but this sort of is still trying to kind of you know be guardians of the galaxy so like it'll be mean but like to only to a certain
0: amount right yeah and then wants to win us over with the big cuddly heart and it's like well a second ago Mm -hmm. you were being so casually dismissive about milton yeah and now we're supposed to love all you guys. whatever it's these are not necessarily criticisms of the movie. this is the kind of stuff that I say I'm wrestling with.
1: Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, what did you think of uh, what should I call it the violence in the movie? because for me, I had a weird this was the thing that I was wrestling with, especially during the first viewing of the movie. It wasn't that it was too violent. Or that it was glib because, like, you know, they do the slow-mo deaths set to, like, ironic music or, Mm. like, you know, or, like, it's so gory where, like, people's faces are caving in and things like that. Right. I just think, and this was a weird, and I don't want to say this is, like, a sweeping statement on, like, cinema, but, like, just in the sense of this movie, I was really bored with, like, I'm like, oh, and now it's going to be, like, 30 seconds of just gory violence and like like i i don't know what it is like there was just something where it was numbing to me okay and it left like like so by the time that they had like big moments where like king shark rips a guy like in half which
0: is pretty amazing or
1: like two guys get shot from a shotgun but they're standing close to each other so there's like a big circle in between the two i don't even remember that like where they both get shot together right Um, From the same bullet, like those things, I was just like, they didn't have much of an impact on me because I was so just, you know, desensitized by it all. Yeah, no, I could see
0: that. I think I expected this level of violence going in just because I knew like, okay, it's James Gunn and he wants to kind of rub our noses in it. Yeah. But it's going to be played for laughs in a lot of ways, and part of how you play it for laughs is by going outrageously over the top so you don't just kill Pete Davidson. You blow his entire face off, and then you show him with no face. Um, So it's kind of exactly what I was expecting. Again, every once in a while, there was a little bit that was inventive. I do like King Shark ripping the guy in half, even though the movie stops cold so we can watch it. Mm-hmm. But I th- keep thinking back to John Cena with the little axe chopping the guy up, and I'm like, well, I've never seen that in a movie before, and that's very funny.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I... yeah, that part, that part worked for me. It's just I don't know why. Like there was just something about that. I don't, the, I don't disagree with you because I, I, and I think it's it's so weird because like my argument is sort of a two faced argument in the sense that. I think the scene with Harley Quinn breaking out of the compound and killing all those guys is pretty well staged. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I also am like rolling my eyes at the fact that it's like the nobody violent sequence where it's like it's set to like steakhouse jazz and it's like ironic and it's in slow-mo and we're supposed to like drink in. Yeah, we've just seen it so many times. So I don't I don't know.
0: Well, and that was the sequence where they. Oh no, that was at the end when it changes to color, right? Mm-hmm. When it's all the. It's not when she's breaking out of. the... No,
1: thing. it. Yeah, it's
0: just in the final part. This of is it, why I yeah. needed to rewatch the movie. So. Yeah. Well, Damn that's, it! That's why I'm here. Damn it! Um, so, how about the group at the beginning? What do you think of the group at the beginning?
1: Uh, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Like, I wish they didn't have the callback with like Weasel coming back because I think it's funnier if it just dies. Yeah. Um, so when I saw like in the post credit that he's alive and like running around that island now. I'm and again, like,
0: was that something I mean, that could be something that was always intended. It absolutely could yeah. be like James Gunn just really liking the weirdness of that character and, mm-hmm. and always intended it. Yeah. But it also could be like response from fans just from that character in the trailer. I know people yeah, I were know. like, oh, I love that weasel guy. I love that. Yeah. So maybe they're like, well, then we can, we don't want to leave him dead. We got to bring him back. My guess is it was always planned.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought that the, uh, the whole Nathan, 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 Nathan. <laughs> sorry, everyone. The whole Nathan Philian thing where TDK is the detachable kid yeah. and his arms come off and just slaps people. That was the really funny. Is hilarious. Yeah. Um, I wish Michael Rooker was in more of the movie because he's awesome. I think they all
0: kind of should have been in more of the movie. Again, the joke is just so obvious. that like, and then we kill them all off all at once. Mm -hmm. Like, spread it out. Yeah. Kill people off a third of the way through the movie, halfway through the movie, three quarters of the way through the movie. Like, have more of these people survive and die off throughout the movie, and then we won't expect it.
1: And, and I, I get of, they they yeah. only
0: had him for a couple of days or whatever. Probably, you know?
1: yeah. And I like the whole thing with um, Harley Quinn and the javelin that they were establishing, like, on the right. plane, where she's, right. like, so impressed with him because he has an accent and stuff. Like, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. And she's just, like, he's just, like, American women always love accents. And she's, like, that's right, because we don't have any. <laughs> it's just, like, it's so juvenile, but it's, yeah. like, so dumb that it's funny. So, I... I would rather have more scenes with them than just the fact of her like trying to figure out what the purpose of the javelin is. Right.
0: Yeah. Although I do like what the purpose of the javelin is. Well, that's
1: cool. I mean, like the the, the end part of it is just, is
0: funny, but... Um, I was weirdly not on board with them killing off captain boomerang because i still think he was one of the high points of suicide squad in 2016 yeah and i say that not as somebody who's like a big jai courtney fan
1: he's not the problem with suicide squad no he's, he's, he's not fun yeah.
0: yeah uh and so i was like ready for him to be in more of this movie
1: yeah i do like the joke in the first suicide squad where they're like okay and you're free to go and then he just leaves immediately yeah. from the bar yeah that's really funny and then they blow it because he's back in the next scene but right that's, release the air cut,
0: guys. Come on. Release the air cut. Release it for true fans. I would watch it if yeah. they released it. Yeah, but I'm, you have to take a, a true test
1: and get 7 out of 10 <laughs> and prove that you're a true fan. Um, Yeah, I, uh, what
0: should we call it?
1: Uh, One thing that I, I liked, going back to the Starfish, was... Yep. I really like the fact that, you know, it's like the slither thing where people can like communicate for the starfish yeah. through like the mini starfish being on their face. Right. But I really like that the starfish's last line was I wrote it down. It's I was happy floating floating staring at the stars. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, I don't mm-hmm. want any of this. Yeah, it's right. just like it's just interesting. It's yeah. such like a kind of haunting yeah. last line in a way. Yeah. So yeah. No, uh, it's like you made me this big right fucking villain like what a waste that's so, and yeah. that's
0: the kind of stuff that i think james gunn does well that there's a sophistication to that and an interesting take on something that we've seen a bunch of times mm-hmm. um and when he's just being this like juvenile like yeah. it's a little less interesting to me
1: i agree yeah um I will say that I'm ve- I, I count my blessings anytime there's a big blockbuster and Dwayne Johnson's not in it <laughs> so. but John
0: Cena is. John Cena is. You got is. one or the other all summer long. One, one of them is going to be in your movie.
1: Uh, originally that was supposed to be Dave Batista, but he turned this down to do Army of the Dead.
0: Well, he made a mistake. Yeah. Although I think Although John Cena's like army funnier, army. Oh, I'm not an army at the fan. Okay. <laughs> wow. I did not like that movie, yeah. um, but uh, I think John Cena's a better choice. I think I do. Yeah, I do think. I think it. the contrast between him as like square jawed all American guy mm-hmm. and then making him. Arguably, the darkest character in the movie is is interesting, and yeah. and and I think he's better at. I can only speak having seen Stuber, but I mm-hmm. think John Cena's better at playing comedy.
1: Yeah, outside of Drax, I don't know like if Batista
0: is. that Drax is funny, yeah, but it's a very specific character that he's playing. I don't know that that automatically equates to comic timing which john cena really has yeah i know what you mean so
1: john cena's character is named the peacemaker yeah so two things one question i have is what did you think about the did you go back and watch the post credit no moment no
0: but i'm bummed because you told me what it is and i'm bummed that they have him alive
1: well i read something that like they kept him alive (laughs) so in the course of the movie there's like that knowing kind of glance at that Viola Davis gives to her team. And basically what that I guess was signifying was in the post-credit scene is that she's to get revenge on them for knocking her out. She's just going to saddle them with John Cena. Oh, okay. um, which isn't that interesting. No. And also I heard that that's supposed to be setting up like an HBO max series about the peacemaker, which I'm not really, hold on, on. I'm interested leaving. In. Yeah.
0: No, thank you. Yeah. Um, don't need it.
1: So my question, my first question was, did you watch, go back and watch it? The second question I had was, what did you think of Mimi Leaders, The
0: Peacemaker? <laughs> I knew that was going to be the other question. <laughs> so in 1996? Seven. Seven. Come on. DreamWorks wasn't even around in 96. Shit. I weirdly, really liked it in 97. Wow. And have never seen it since.
1: Okay. I did see it in theaters. As did I. And I remember that Nicole Kidman's hair was bothering me in that movie. Sure,
0: And I remember that she couldn't run. And this was like one of the first Clooney movie vehicles, right? Oh, I mean, he had done From Dust Till Dawn already. He had done One Fine Day.
1: Yeah. No, this was, yeah, same year as Batman and Robin. Oh, wow. Um, This was still his bobblehead era. Yeah, era. um, Era.
0: Um, How's the Batman and Robin vinyl doing? It's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, some great bangers on it. What's song? the
0: best one? I probably won't know any of the songs except for Smashing Pumpkins.
1: Uh, the Smashing Pumpkins. Well, and there's Jewel. Ju- there's
0: a Jewel song on there that I know. There's Foolish Games yeah, okay. by Jewel. Yeah. There's
1: uh, Look Into My Eyes by Bone thugs and harmony i nope, don't know that one michelle and Dege Ocello's cello's poison ivy which is haunting me um <laughs> r kelly's gotham city is funny if you can ignore who r kelly is right um which is a task i think
0: i owned this cd at one point yeah. because i just was like well it's batman
1: the goo, goo dolls have a song on there
0: naturally um there's there's no cohesion to these soundtracks it's, no, it's literally just, I think just, it's just warner brothers warner artists. brothers artists
1: yeah so, but, I don't know. I like it. It's like a mixtape, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> Not as good as uh, the Batman Forever soundtrack? Well, that one's forever. Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, that one's I'm going to take with me to Cordo Maltese if I get stranded there. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, and then I do remember in The Peacemaker, don't ask me why. I haven't seen this movie since 97 or 98 maybe, but George Clooney's character was named Tom DeVoe, mm. and I remember thinking like... That's close to Defoe. Right. That's a cool name. Yeah. I don't know. Avenge me, Kidman. Avenge me. I wasn't supposed to be in it, and then I was, and we had a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody go back and watch uh, Willem Defoe's career retrospective interview on, like, it was like Vanity Fair or something that they do. You can find it on YouTube, but, like, I, I might be misremembering this, but, like, I remember just after everything, he's just like, He's like, I wasn't supposed to be in it, and then I was, and we had a lot of fun. And then they asked him this, so he's just like, I lobbied for that part, and, and we had a lot of fun. <laughs> he's just like, what would you think of working on Platoon? And he's just like, it was a tough shoot, but we still had a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> you know, I could tell that fun just comes right through in Platoon. Yeah,
1: that's why he was holding his arms up that. to the sky. He's just like, I don't know what to do
0: with all this fun. Avenge me, Avenge Charlie me. Sheen. Um, you beautiful space traveler. <laughs> uh, I,
1: I've been on this kick lately of um, looking at the MPAA logo on end credits mm-hmm. because it tells you how many movies have been made oh, or not necessarily made, but right. like have that been is. certified Thanks. by the. MPAA. Okay, all right. They're up to like fifty nine thousand and change, huh? Which I was like, that seems high. Oh,
0: I thought that seemed low. Okay,
1: yeah, but it's just an. Although interesting... Although they've only
0: been around since what the late '60s. Yeah, that's true. So,
1: but I just I just think that's you know I I feel like a film scholar
0: pointing that out to sure. everyone. So there we go. You're the welcome. Squad, somewhere in the fifty-nine thousands.
1: Mentioning Batman and Robin soundtrack, I yeah. thought this movie had a pretty good soundtrack.
0: Yeah, although, I wonder where are the people are where all the people are who were complaining about needle drops in. Uh, your street because this movie does the exact same thing which again is a holdover from guardians of the galaxy yeah. but the songs are good and they work in the context of the movie so i'm not complaining about it think, but if you're somebody who's annoyed by that phenomenon yeah. it's gonna it's gonna rub you the wrong way
1: i think they're annoyed by that phenomenon if they know the songs
0: interesting okay i think,
1: I think it's like i know that so i'm better than it than the director okay. using it but if I'd never heard this song, then it's like, oh, okay. it's okay. So All that's right. my that's Maybe. my theory. Myself. Okay. Um, I had a game for you. I love games. I want to play a game. Oh, Mister Detective, I want to play a game. <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> um, where are you? I want to play a game. Better or worse than these than these these nuts. than these DCEU movies? Oh, <laughs> Okay, The Suicide Squad. Better or worse than Birds of Prey?
0: I'm stuck on that right now. You're
1: going to have to put on your top ten if you say better.
0: Yeah, that's true, but it may be on my top <laughs> ten. <laughs> Look at the year we've had. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Birds of Prey was on my top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say not as good right now. Okay. Um, Suicide
1: Squad 2016.
0: But yeah, better. Oddly enough. Uh, Joss Whedon's Justice League. Better. Zack
1: Snyder's Justice League. Better. Uh, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Better. Man of Steel. Better. Shazam. Better. Aquaman. Better. Wonder Woman.
0: Uh. Oof. This is more my speed, so I'll say better. Okay. Like I'm more likely to rewatch this movie. Yeah. Me too. Because it's more my sensibility.
1: Wonder Woman 1984. Ah, uh, better. And Joker.
0: Better. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think this is my favorite of all those.
0: Yeah, it might be mine with the exception of Birds of Prey, but it's close. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, I do like
1: that this is a superhero movie that you can almost easily forget as a superhero movie. Because outside of them referencing kryptonite bullet and superman yeah like, i don't have to ever think about that stuff which no I there's like. not a
0: bunch of like lame tie-ins and like we got to get ben affleck's batman in here to do a cameo and like, and we and have you'll to. never have to it's yeah. like we, we're <laughs> fine ben Affleck, just
1: go hook up with j-lo it's good
0: please yeah i'm ha- i'm in favor of that so am i i like that i want them to be happy i do too why not yeah i don't even hate geely i have to see it
1: i still haven't seen it
0: It's got some good Pacino in it.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it will get covered. Some good walking. Yeah. I like that. I like all these things.
0: Yeah. Um, But it is uh, written by a Martian, just so you know. (laughs) Because it's got the worst Justin Bartha oh no imagine the worst justin bartha you can and then it's worse than that
1: i saw that he's like the big bad in this jason momoa netflix movie that's coming out and i'm like you couldn't do better than justin bartha
0: what is happening no
1: offense to justin bartha but it's just like he's your snarky hacker he's not can we
0: put a moratorium on netflix movies please can we put a moratorium on Netflix? <laughs> Can we put I'm a moratorium on Netflix streaming? existing? No, I, I, I'm all for streaming. I just I don't know what to. I I, I just don't know who I am anymore
1: <laughs> when it comes yeah. to watching movies. Like it just made sense before. Okay, I feel like I'm a legacy viewer. Perhaps like, I'm just they're sunsetting me, and I just don't know what to do <laughs> anymore. Like, I just, honestly, I just, I had a, maybe it's just because of the way I grew up, but, like, you know, theaters to to video or DVD to cable to Mm -hmm. streaming then, like, that made sense to me. That's how I was comfortable. Right. That was, like, a whole, you know, cycle, and you get to, like. You know, or I'll even throw in the dollar theater thing in there. Like oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was one thing that was so great. Like, even up to, like, when I was in college, you know, I would go see something first run. And then the union would play it or, like, the dollar theater would play it. And then you get to see it a second time. And then by the time it's on video, you kind of have, like, your relationship to the movie. And right. now it's just, like, everything's in one year out the other.
0: I can't believe that stuff is, like, at Redbox that came out this summer.
1: Yeah, like a quiet place 2 is already a Redbox. Yeah. And it's not Hitman's even a au- bodyguard yeah. is
0: already going to be at Redbox like next week.
1: I didn't see it but I didn't either
0: yeah. and I I may never but it's just the window is so small now that yeah. uh it's like if I didn't get a chance to go to the theater to see it that's okay because I can rent it for $1 in a few weeks.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got I got one more question for you. Let's have it are you feeling similar to how I'm feeling where I'm not saying that the suicide squad is like the end all be all in terms of superhero movies. I'm pretty sure that's what you said, but yeah. sure. <laughs> but I'm at the point now with Marvel and DC where if I never see another suit and I'm not saying this to be like, err pro Scorsese anti superhero movie, <laughs> I just don't, I think I'm good like I just don't feel an urge or an interest in seeing any of these movies anymore like if they never made another DCEU movie cool if they never made another another Marvel movie I'm just like yeah that that's that conclusion in Avengers Endgame was great sure like I'm good. Yeah, I'm not... I'm a satisfied customer.
0: Right. I'm full at the buffet. I'm probably not in that different of a place. Yeah. Um, I have a relationship to some of the characters, so I'm like, yeah, it's fun to see Spider-Man in movies. Mm -hmm. So I want to see that Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I'm interested in the Eternals because I'm like, what is a Chloe Zhao superhero movie going to look like
1: i'm guessing it'll look a lot like angley's hulk
0: yeah you're probably not wrong which some people really love mm-hmm. i'm not one of them yeah. uh, i think it's interesting mm-hmm. but i think that's where we're at now where it has become such a genre unto itself it's like what would a chloe Zhao western look like right so now yeah. it's like it's, you substitute western with superhero movie what is a james gunn uh, superhero movie going to look like even though he's already done two so i guess that's a stupid three well super well right yeah. oh jeez, yeah. <laughs> like that's his bread and his butter his entire filmography <laughs> what does a richard movie? donner action movie
1: really <laughs> look like which by the way when you see richard donner's name it's just like 115
0: minutes oh like. yeah for yeah. sure yeah. yeah richard donner it's real, weird when it's he makes a real... like a radio flyer you're yeah. like well what's a richard donner drama gonna look like yeah exactly um but I'm I mean I'm in the same place like I see the trailer for Shang-Chi and I'm like there's nothing about that that's that's Black Widow redux like yeah. there's nothing about that that makes me
1: nothing sticks like I just look at it and I'm just like what all right what And I have no relationship to the
0: character I never read that comic yeah. book if I was if I grew up a fan of that comic book obviously it'd be very different Yeah um but, it, you know, that raises the other issue of, like, should we have to have this connection to these IP in order to be excited about a movie or can't we just be excited about a movie mm-hmm. because it looks good or interesting or different or whatever? Yeah, um, yeah I, I think there will be different takes on the superhero movie or the comic book movie that will be interesting and worth seeing. But if they're all going to be a version of Black Widow, like, I'm out. Yeah, I know what you mean. Anything else about The Suicide Squad? Uh, No, no, I'm good. Um, I feel like I liked it more than I let on. I feel like I was criticizing a lot of things, was I? No, I didn't get it. I okay. mean,
1: like, it's. I think it just comes up in the nature of conversation of something okay. that you like, but don't, you know, unanimously like across the board. Yeah, right, right, right. So that you makes kinda, sense. Yeah, and I think we pointed out more good stuff than bad stuff when we were talking
0: about it. I hope so. I hope so too. Because there's I more good. It. Yeah, there's more good than bad.
1: Yeah, it's one of those movies where I liked it a lot. If it ended up in my top ten list, I would be bummed because it was. It means it wasn't that good of a year. Yeah, but it could make my top ten list.
0: Yeah, it depends. It's, it's August, August already.
1: already. Yeah, there's not a God. lot. There's not a lot of. Ones that I'm super passionate about, like I liked. What do we still got? You mean like coming up? Yeah, um, that
0: like could be in a top ten. I don't nothing
1: even know. Nothing in. Hold on. Okay. Um, nothing in August that I can think of. Are we getting the new PTA this year? You're so. Yeah, I think so. That's what I thought. It's called Soggy Bottom.
0: Well, I don't love the title. Yeah, it feels because I like a dry bottom.
1: <laughs> I like a bottom with desitin nearby um let's see i have this here okay all right potential top tenors all right here we go
0: we're only at an hour 30 so if we want to get to two hours we really got to stretch this out
1: all right i can do that (laughs) that's what she said um let's see uh yeah, none of those, I think, would reminisce, which is supposedly two and a half hours, so thank you. Remind
0: me what these movies are when you mention them, because I...
1: Reminisce is that Hugh Jackman... Uh, oh, Reminiscence? From... Oh, yeah, Reminiscence. Is it really two and a half hours? Yeah.
0: I, I'm sick of the trailer.
1: They should have just called it... You made that really funny joke that, like, what a bad title that is. Yeah. And then I didn't have an answer to that at the time, so I just laughed. But I got an answer now. Okay. They should have just called it Fergalicious. Yes. I don't It kind of is with you. like sort of like, that's one thing I do like for IMAX is if it's Rebecca Ferguson, I will go see it
0: on IMAX. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so excited to learn that that movie is going to be on HBO Max because I'm like, yeah. that's perfect because that's a movie I want to see but don't want to go to the theater for.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Candy Man. I don't know if that's like right. top 10, but. Um, let's see here.
0: Reminiscence will not be in our top tens, by the way. No.
1: I don't think the Sopranos movie is going to be in my top ten. It looks a little too, like... Many Saints of Newark? Yeah, Many Saints of Newark. I think No Time to Die could be a top tenner. Okay, yeah. Hopefully.
0: Obviously, I'm super excited about that. To answer Ross's question from the Weekend Open thread, we will most likely see no time to die in october but wait to do the podcast until november that makes sense yeah yeah but like first week in november it'll probably be yeah. that podcast
1: yeah uh the last duel did you see the preview for i that? haven't i know that it yeah. exists it but looks i pretty haven't good. seen the trailer
0: yeah really scott's got two movies this year right he's
1: got that and house of gucci yeah which i was ready to never see but then pacino's in it so i'm like well now i gotta go watch
0: it i want to see it because it's lady gaga
1: i want to see it because he's just like gucci i'm talking
0: fashion <laughs> would look you at his clothes would you like to see it if it was called the house of tucci yeah i like tucci me too who doesn't um except he's in jolt
1: no well i'm not gonna watch it
0: um <laughs> dune so i just read dune a few months ago okay so i'm very excited for dune
1: okay i'm excited about it. i think just because of Jodorowsky's Dune but uh I
0: like everything about it except for Timothy Chalamet as mm-hmm. the lead. Yeah. More IMAX Ferguson by the way.
1: Oh yeah, that's the other one that I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Um Jackass Forever. Okay. The French Dispatch directed by Wes Anderson. I saw
0: a trailer for that yeah. before Pig that looks like the most Wes Anderson movie ever made.
1: That's what I heard like the reviews coming out of Cannes were saying. Um, And which
0: in many ways is a turnoff, but I did really like the Grand Budapest Hotel. I did too. I did not like Isle of Dogs. I still haven't even seen Isle of Dogs. Yeah, it's not anything that good in a line of streaming services for. <laughs> um, I, there, the
1: Last Night in Soho, Edgar Wright. Yeah, all right. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm not excited about Ghostbusters Afterlife.
0: Nor am I.
1: Um, I'm not excited about King Richard, starring Will Smith as the father of Venus and Serena That's Williams. another
0: HBO Max one. It is, okay.
1: yeah. Um Top Gun Maverick. Nope.
0: I mean, um, I'll see it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I'm not that,
1: excited. That's one where, like, yeah, seeing it in a theater would be fun um there's house of gucci there's the beatles get back which is straight to streaming yeah the peter um, jackson one right yeah but his his documentary about world war one was incredible yeah. so i'm looking forward to that um soggy bottom the pta movie um there's a remake of nightmare alley i'm looking forward to with oh, guillermo del toro, guillermo del toro and bradley cooper yeah that's a really good older movie, if you haven't seen I it. I still haven't
0: watched it. We got the Criterion disc, and that's, I haven't watched that's it. It's pretty sweet. That's um, the movie that made Toby Hooper want to make The Fun House.
1: Oh, yeah, even better. Yeah, yeah. that's a great movie. Um, the I'm, Fun House, I know. Well, both are. <laughs> both are. Um, I'm not... Look, I wish I was, but I'm not looking forward to Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. I'm not either.
0: Because, like... I just don't love West Side Story, to be honest.
1: I kind of do love West Side Story, and I'm not excited about him just being like, Janusz, let's make it drab. Let's make (laughs) it real washed out and drab. Let's make New York look like post-war Berlin. Mm. Like, I'm Mm. not into that. Spider-Man No Way Home, which, if it is them bringing back characters from the Raimi movies, I'm in. If not, then I don't know. But...
0: I'm curious about it.
1: Um, And then The Matrix 4. That comes out this year? Yeah, December 22nd. Oh, wow. From what I'm hearing, it's more Cloud Atlas than Matrix. So I'm excited about it. I'll take it. Yeah. At this point, I would rather see the Wachowskis or Lana Wachowski do do, uh, a movie closer to Cloud Atlas than a
0: movie closer to The Matrix. Well, it depends. If it was the matrix again i'd be on board but if it's the sequels what
1: what is these days the matrix well right that's true
0: that's true yeah um i heard somebody recently on another podcast like shit talk cloud atlas and it bummed me out but i didn't stop listening to it
1: (laughs) if you like cloud atlas i think you would really like
0: free willy three the rescue (laughs) dealing
1: with many of the same issues
0: um, yeah, there's not, I mean, there's stuff there to get excited about, but not yeah. a lot of stuff that I'm like, that screams top 10 to me. And some
1: stuff is going to get pushed back too. Cause of how As poorly like these movies are doing. Oh, yeah. you think because of the, I think because of how badly, like everything I'm hearing is like the suicide squad, free guy and Shang-Chi are, like, the three that everybody's looking at to see. Because especially Free Guy and Shang-Chi are, like, theatrical only. Right. So if those movies come out and do $20 million opening weekend, they're just like, well, we're pushing back blockbusters because what's the point?
0: Oh, boy. So, I don't know. Awesome. Good times. Good times. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for talking about this movie with me, Adam. Yep, and hear me
1: on my new podcast where I talk about IP every day, and it's called IP Daily.
0: (laughs) Bye, everybody.